by Shay Connolly who is a community activist and we are going to be talking about the events that are taking place for Balloons Day in Ringsend in Irishtown uh, Thursday June 16th so you're very welcome Shay Thank you um, Thank you We all so people will be aware of the fact that Balloons Day obviously is June 16th and it is when you know Leopold Bloom starts his journey around Dublin but I don't know if a lot of people would be aware of the significance that this day actually plays uh, for Ringsend and Ringsend and James Joyce. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely very unique that uh, June the 16th was the day he chose for the central day in Ulysses. Uh, but uh, can take it that he was reflecting on his own experience of the 16th of June on which uh, he met his wife on the first date in Ringsend. Uh, and they took a ramble around Ringsend Village and they went into Ringsend Park, which was known as Ringsend People's Park at the time. And uh, that encounter changed Joyce's life, mm. and he expresses that it did in, in umpteen letters to her. So uh, it is such a significant uh, impact on him that that's why he chose which is amazing because you don't really hear a lot about just the rings end aspect of Ulysses itself like and, and the importance that obviously it played in, in Joyce's real life and um, you do we all know about you know the tourists going to Sandy Med Strand because of the parts of that that take place there but rings end is such a significant part of Joyce's life maybe not central to the actual story itself because we don't get him coming to rings end in the actual book but for his life so I think that that's what we're trying to reflect. You're trying to bring awareness to the fact that Bloomsday, you know, rings end are a vital, the vital part of Bloomsday in a way. Yeah, it's, it's, you could say it's the birthplace mm. of, that led to the novel, one of the most famous novels in the world. And that uh, it's reflected uh, his encounter here, his first date with his wife. And we just hadn't uncovered it. Uh, I uncovered it about eight to ten years ago. And uh, I was shocked. Because any reference, then I tried to look for different references and I couldn't find it. Uh, I talked to different people uh, about it at the time. Some people knew about it. Uh, there may be a, a, a bit of censorship being involved here, mm. playing out. Uh, but I did eventually get to talk to people who were fully aware of it. And uh, and so uh, I tried a couple of times to try and get it off the ground. Uh, but uh, this year, when the centenary of the publishing of Ulysses uh, we had a right go and uh, I approached Ron O'Donnell, Ron O'Donnell from Dunn City Council and he got in right behind us and uh, we had a fledgling started a fledgling rings end and uh, district historical society so this is our first big event which is amazing and it is just important like it's important to note as well like Joyce there has this great relationship with Rings and it's mentioned in Dubliners he lived we were saying on well I mean the Joyce family lived all over Dublin mm. but he did live for a time on Shelburne Road he, he did yeah and that, uh, I would have known a grown up I, I lived in Shelburne Road mm. uh, I 
Uh, I moved to Chevron when I was six, uh, but I spent all my formative years growing up there. Uh, but there was always a reference. We were all, everybody knew that Joyce lived. It was only six months he lived there. Yeah. But everybody knew, was aware on Shelburne Road that Joyce uh, lived here. Mm. So, um, so that was very public, you yeah. know. And uh, in the last ten or twelve years, they've been celebrating it, you know, along Shelburne Road with an open top bus and uh, others, others uh, stuff that goes on at Shelburne Road in the day. So, between all the uh, the different uh, celebrations of Joyce, this unique one lay hidden. Yeah, and it really did. And like uh, we sh- like this is the point of, you know, you setting up this festival in a way is just to acknowledge the fact that there would be no Ulysses without Rings End. Yes, that's a claim I would make. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the idea is uh, that if we had such a unique reference to it, uh, why wouldn't we... Exploit, if I use the word. Yeah, celebrate this, yeah. Uh, why wouldn't it be on the Joycean Tours, the official Joycean mm. Tours? Why wouldn't all the learned scholars and students from internationally from across the world, the hundreds of thousands who come over to Ireland each year because of Joyce, why would they not visit Ring's End? Yeah. The origin yeah. of the date, the origin of the, the seed that led to to Joyce Wright and Neil Because we have, you know, you have your Bloomsday breakfast, you see people having it on Sandy Main Strand, we can move that to Rings End Park, that's no problem, we can share share the wealth. Um, yeah, well, we're aware of the other ones, so in, we were conscious of that in setting up the agenda for the 16th of June, that mm. we didn't want to cross over, they've run a great breakfast in uh, St Andrews for years, mm. you know, uh, terrific events, you know, so uh, we, we, we tried not to crisscross on, on anybody locally, definitely locally. Yeah. Uh, we didn't want to put in times that were crisscrossed. But it's another. a way for everybody to, I guess, uh, get engaged and, and get involved in this. Now, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. So if you want to take us through the day itself. So we start at 10 o'clock and it's a date with James Joyce and Nora Barnacle. And that's for people to meet outside the Yacht Tavern on Torncastle Street. So what is happening there then, first of yeah, all? We're just reenacting the actual walk around uh, we have two actors one playing Nora and one playing James uh, I've written a song about the, the event the occasion and it's just them looking back and it's telling their story of what happened in Ring's End and how it led on to a lifetime of togetherness mm. uh, and uh, and that's reflected in the song. And it's just two actors who are walking from Ring's End, uh, meeting at the yacht, is taken off from there. And they just walk around uh, and they go into Ring's End Park and sit on the bench. And the song will be overplayed and it'll be them looking back Great. that day. Yeah. And then from 11 o'clock, um, you're meeting, there's Ring's End Library. So it's a lecture that's by Cormac Loud, is it? Yeah, Cormac and, Loud. Yeah. yeah, and that's about specifically James Joyce Dublin Bay and, and the Ring's End area yeah it's uh, um, Cormac Lout is uh, an encyclopedia on Ring's End <laughs> history an absolute genius on it uh, and um, he's given an illustrated lecture of uh, Joyce's connection with this area and the, the broader Dublin Bay and the docks and all mm. that and it promises to be a great which power. is great because I think like so much of Ulysses um 
is just it's Dublin it's Dublin history basically so even if you haven't like I know 90% of people haven't read the book even if you haven't read the book even if you have never cracked it open it, there is so much of our history in there that's referred to and it's so it's great just to have someone talk about that who's knowledgeable about that and can put your focus like somewhere in the history of Rings End really in a way it's amazing yeah it's terrific I mean you can capture it all in one day exactly what was going on mm. in Dublin around that time yeah and and I'll go back again and what was happening in Rings End at the time exactly yeah. and then we have here in the community centre at a quarter past twelve there's going to be the Bloomsday brunch and that's going to be refreshments supplied by Karen, our Karen in the Retro Cafe. And there's going to be live music, readings and then the launch of the walking trail map and the guide. Yeah, uh, this is one thing that uh, there's plenty of villages in, in Dublin and elsewhere have this mapping tour walking mm. guides. And once again, uh, we have, we're steeped in history. Yeah, absolutely steeped in it, and the stuff we're uncovering on the Rings End and District Historical Society is uh, it's quite amazing. It's uh, it was unheard of before, and um, that's part of a broader project. But uh, on this, at least uh, we're reflecting back on lots of things of history, and uh, this brochure will have fifteen historical spots of reference. We did an online poll on it, great, and uh, the the first fifteen that came out. Uh, were the ones we chose. Okay. And do you have a sample of what those 15 are there or do you know yeah, which ones they yeah, are? We, yeah, we, we, it, it's, uh, it's open to the public as well. Uh, right. We're meeting at uh, the Grand Canal Dock, which is the Red Poles, as we know. Yeah. And we go around, and just to say here, after the brunch, there's an open top bus for the elderly and disabled or anything like that. Great. Which will bring them around as well. But for the fit and able... Uh, it starts in the first spot is Sean McMahon Bridge, as we know as the Arden Bridge. Yeah. And the reference to Sean McMahon and the part he played in the 1916 Rising. Uh, we then go on to uh, Windmill Lane Studios, where so much of the songs we hum and sing uh, are recorded yeah. over the years, which is incredible. Yeah, uh, to have that on your doorstep. On your doorstep, yeah. The tour is the Graven Docks. Uh, we turn left uh, to, just before the bridge and we go down to the Graven Docks, 200 years history of all the different Graven Docks, uh, of all the different stuff that happened in the Graven Docks over the 200 years. Yeah. Fourth is the Margaret Kell Memorial. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, which is quite unique. We just un- really uncovered Margaret Kell in 2016. Yeah. And uh, we have... Uh, we have... Uh, We've got a plaque erected to her since and unveiled the last woman to die in the War of Independence mm. to be killed. Uh, quite an amazing uh, story, historical yeah. fact that was also buried for 100 years and we didn't know anything about mm. it. So the, there's a plaque there and this year we, we are working at the moment on uh, having the walkway named Margaret Kill Walk. Brilliant. Uh, so uh, so that's that'll be going down to see the plaque and mm. there'll be a talk about her about her life and everything uh, number five is then we go sorry we just go to the library even though the library's not on it but there'll be a reading uh, from Leopold Bloom uh, the actor 
a five minutes at the library and then we go up to the Butler's Hall in Irish Town uh, and the history of that which is amazing like Jim Larkin had exactly. huge um, rallies there and yeah. everything and Rings End was a high of activity during the 1913 for lockout. the lockout yeah. and all that so uh, that's in the Butler's Hall uh, six then we go we go to Dr. De- Dr. William Ashford Monument in, in the in the middle of Irish Town there yeah and uh, and his contribution to the power of this uh, this community over a long period back in the time uh, seven is St. Matthew's Church right and all its history uh, eight we go to uh, eight is uh, the Waxy's Dargle Ah, right. of course. <laughs> Terrific. And the uh, amazing story about this is that everybody thought it was traders and everything who uh, re- re- tried to replicate the riches gathering out in Bray. But uh, through Karma Glout, uh, since we uh, have had a relationship, uh, he's uncovered a real story and it's to do with taxi drivers. Oh, okay. And their moustaches were called waxies. Oh. And uh, it was those who organised the, the gathering. And uh, and we think it's after the Donnybrook Fair gatherings were closed down because of boisterous behaviour mm. and the intolerance of the police towards them. And so that the, the, the taxi drivers came up with this. And they all, so actually started there just in front of Carlock Road. Mm. Uh, nine, we go on to the Seaman's Monument, which reflects... Uh, uh, all the the people who during the Second World War, who took their lives in their hands to to travel the seas and bring back goods and food and everything back, to, and many of them died. And this mm. is in honour of those. And that's just as you turn up Sean Moore Road. Uh, we go to the Irish Town Nature Park. Right, terrific uh, amenity mm. that we have here, uh, and. Uh, 11 is the Pigeon House Hotel, which is still standing, and it's reference to uh, historical events that happened at the time. 12 is the Pigeon House Fort, which was built and uh, which was built in a purpose that after the 1798 rebellion that if the Irish were successful this was going to be the last exit point for the British uh, leaving leave Ireland wow. yeah. and, and there's, but there's huge other where it started and why it started the commercial event and all that uh, so that's great so we come back up uh, to 13 which includes both the Rowan Clubs Stella Maris and St Pat's which their history, right, of the mm. hobblers, of the, the ships and stu- uh, that couldn't come in towards the land and the hobblers then would all chase out to do trading with the different ships so they could tow them in. Uh, so that's the wrong clubs. 14 is... Uh, is the Fair Play Cafe, and its historical uh, reference was that it was owned by the the Bewley sisters, and they left it. Uh, it was basically for the, the the Protestant Presbyterian community that lived here, and uh, and after 1916, that was reduced somewhat. Mm. Uh, but the Bewley sisters left it in perpetuity for the community. Wow! And uh, there was an attempt. 20, 30 years ago to try and redevelop it but that was found out that it was it was to be left for community use uh, and 
So when we end up then coming back up past here, the community centre, and it's reference to just in the front there where uh, Cromwell landed in a yeah. place called Whiskey Rose, where we're, where we're sitting here now, <laughs> you know. So Cromwell landed here, hugely significant historical significance too. But number 15, we end up in Ringsend Church and... Uh, its reference uh, uh, to historic and one of the uh, great historical parts of that is uh, the Harry Clark window, famous that, Harry Clark window, St. Patrick window is in there and people come to Ireland to see Harry Clark stuff mm. and once again we have a Harry Clark St. Patrick's window in Ringsend Church. And so. this is it and like that's the thing like when you're talking about that and going through all the 15 points you just realise like there is such a vast history that we do have here um, that maybe people wouldn't be aware of like this, like as each point that you're talking about how widespread it is how involved it is how in-depth it is how you know it moves from different eras and uh, the significance of uh, every part of it in such a small stretch of Ring's End and Irish Town how significant it is yeah, it's huge uh, in the sense that we we were going to have to do a supplementary brochure. Yeah. Because of the we just uh, picked the top fifteen on mm. the poll, uh, but we have to do a supplementary brochure because, because there's so many because points. There's so many other points. Yeah. Like we weren't able to get in now. The here and the fact that Cromwell landed here, mm. right? We just went by the poll. And, and mostly because people would have been unaware of that. You yeah, know? completely unaware. So we're actually only starting to uncover the unique history of here. This is the thing, we're all literally just scratching the surface and like, you know, people would know the area obviously because of Boland's Mill and 1916 Rising and everything like that. But then, as you said, like there's so many stories and like as we're only getting to know now, like the, the whole Joycean aspect of it too, mm. like there's so much to discover that I think, you know, if you're not even thinking that you're interested in Bloomsday in you know relative terms of Joyce in terms like just to go on this walking tour would be just so eye-opening about the history that of Ringsend and Irish Town it's unbelievable it's so invaluable I think to the community to do something like this um and then when you're moving on you're going to have poetry and short story readings at half four and Yeah, the, the idea of that is uh, for the Rings and Irish Town residents uh, just to keep the literature connection. Yeah. So people who are at home, uh, have stuff at home in their drawers or something, mm. it's not good enough, it's not bad enough to throw in the bin, <laughs> but the confidence of to put it out there or what yeah. platforms that people got with their bits of writing and everything. So that's just trying to eke out that talent. Yeah. Uh, and uh, on that, so... Um, we have it, the, the event has been sponsored by Savvy Credit Union okay. and there'll be three prizes, book tokens and stuff like that. Brilliant. But everybody who participates and submits anything will receive a certificate, a printed certificate to mark the occasion. But that's that's the idea. We we, we know we have talent. Mm. We know we have writers. Yeah. There may not be the confidence to do it. And anybody who wants to submit uh, can do so at the Ringsend District Historical Society at yahoo.com. And if they don't want to read them out, they, we have people. Uh, there's people in the Alison Wrigley is training up uh, people in the youth cafe Great. To, to read them out on the, on the occasion. So if you don't want to read them out and you just want to submit them, please do so to that address. So we're acknowledging the past literary sensation and thinking about future ones that's yeah. what this is doing they're there they're, yeah, there. they're definitely there yeah. definitely and then finally then at half five uh, it's the Rings End and the Docks in Song and that's meeting outside Rings End Library and yeah. this is a performance 
which will be 20 Dublin songs that may Joyce may have written about or but reference to the areas yeah yeah, yeah. so we, we've we've researched this and tried to bring up a song and find out songs that were done about it but we uh, we have some people there'll be some people here that have written songs mm. about uh, Joyce the area Joyce has been and about what has happened probably Dublin since then you know yeah. and how we've changed but it'll be five different artists uh, and uh, they'll be singing five different songs together uh, individually and just reference to the areas to Dublin songs yeah and keeping it a Joycey and Dublin spirit flavour you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's I mean the thing is like it's such a widespread it's a huge um, there's so much there like but like so many different aspects of it so many different things that you can get involved in like whether as I said the walking tour I just think that would be just so good for everybody just to learn more about how fa- so many events happened here so many famous events that you might not be aware of or else get involved in the singing part of it or else enjoy the reading part of it the acting part of it there's lots of different events going on that you can take part in then across the day yeah there's just one little uh, the people who will be going around with the open top uh, for the elderly and all but uh They'll be back that little bit earlier. Uh, so th- there's an official gu- uh, guide of St. Matthew's Graveyard and uh, it'll be, Trevor James has kindly will take them on an official uh, tour of the graveyard, which I amazing. believe there's only amazing history in that graveyard. Yeah. So uh, until while they're waiting around for the half-hour event across the road in the Gospel Hall with the readings and writings, you can you, Trevor James will bring you on a guided tour of St. Matthew's Graveyard. Brilliant. And so when Stephen Dedalus and uh, Leopold Bloom were having their internal voyage of discovery, people of Ringsend can be having their voyage of discovery on Bloomsday to discover, you know, James Joyce's Ringsend that we didn't really know about. And also just the wonderful history that Ringsend and Irishtown have. Which yeah. Like, I, I think uh, identity in this, this area has changed so, so much in a very short time that um, whereas my generation would know the identity of it, mm. but for the younger generation, identity can be a crisis for young people mm. at the time. Like, where does we come from? There's very little reference to it nowadays of yeah. where actually we come from. And that is one thing that we really, behind all this, we want to explore is to have a sense of identity for our gener- the next generation coming up and the generation after that. That we belong to Ring's End. Uh, we're eat- we're steeped in history right? yeah. and it's just where we come from and we can be I, when I hear people reference Silicon Docks or Google Town mm. or anything like that I get very very angered in a way because yeah. it just bypasses a history that is rich and unique and it's something that we must celebrate pa- pass down huh. yeah and so the young people can can understand that where they're from they're mm. from here and it's a rich and cherished history and we wanted to carry that proudly mm. on their shoulders right uh, they're not nobody there's hundreds and hundreds of years of families and descendants and historical events that happened here life changing events uh, life sacrificing events mm. uh, in this area and we should be very proud of it yeah and like we you know that events as you said that have changed the country absolutely you know? and absolutely. that's and this is a part of that so if anybody if you want to get involved as we said it's Thursday June 16th and starts at 10 o'clock but as I said you can dip in and out of the day itself if you want to just go 
for half five for the songs and the, or, or else you know the the brunch here at quarter past 12 or the walking tour at a quarter past two or anything else you can dip in and out of the day um, and thanks so much Shay for that that was amazing but also just before you go we're just going to mention that you were the autism award that we were going to mention oh. yeah. tell Sorry, us yeah, more yeah uh, yeah so thanks um, I was nominated by uh, I helped start up a, an autism support group in two years ago uh, due to the incredible demand that was needed for one uh, of a parent support group and uh, we we were we, we, we don't put a lot of hard work into it and uh, it was great for the parents uh, there was a connection and belonging but their lives are really really difficult you know mm. and uh, anyway but unknowns to me they nominated for me for a award last year but it was cancelled because of COVID and I didn't know until I was shortlisted for the last three and then I didn't know again until I actually won it last week but uh, I, I just would say that uh, there was some incredible work done uh, there's now there was a, uh, a couple of schools open classes which gave great relief but it's 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 only putting a band-aid on it mm. and uh, but uh, there's a pledge from Ringsend School uh, to build uh, four ASD classes uh, mm. on top of the hall and the money has been pledged by the government uh, to it and uh, and the two principals there are doing great work to get it and uh, they hope to open it as quickly as they can but believe you me that would relieve enormous pressure on parents mm. here because it's their constitutional right uh, it's what they deserve to have of course it is it needs everybody back in this group and uh, and to keep the pressure on that those classes are open. Mm. Uh, but it's an extremely, extremely difficult world for parents mm. and autistic children and neurodiverse children. And uh, it needs just a continuous exp- support yeah. as, as, as much as possible. Yeah. And as much as possible to raise awareness as much as you can. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. raising awareness is, is, is one thing. Uh, and... It's it's the first step, mm. but it's how uh, the institutions react to that awareness, you know, and integration and yeah, I mean, and and there's, I mean, there's terrific work going on. I mean, we had terrific support from different uh, elements of the community, but I'm saying is uh, unless institutions respond to uh, that call, and it's a community call at this mm. stage. Uh, institutions have to respond. It's it's stick and plasters. Is uh, there's a tsunami coming down the road? Mm. Uh, so I'm saying it is their constitutional right. If people can imagine that your siblings were in school, and um, because your children has a child has autism or has a neurodiverse issue, that even though they're past grant to attend mainstream school and then you go in you meet there's not enough SNAs you you can't get into the school in the first place so this is a national problem yeah but as a community it's also a community problem yeah and uh, and the institutions must respond to because uh, there, there is things we can do as a community and there is things that the institutions can do as a community and there must be a response and there must be 
a un- it must be a togetherness response, a unified response. Uh, but I, I, I couldn't paint a picture how bad uh, the Lives for Pardons campaign and the worry and anxiety. And uh, I, I just say it again, I ask all schools, institutions, all established bodies near to get behind uh, the neurodiv- neurodiverse and autism t- uh, community here in Ringsend and Pierce Street and Irish Town, yeah. Well, that's great. Thanks a million for coming in to chat to us, Shay. That was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Jennifer. Come and join us at our Retro Cafe. Open weekdays from 10 until 2 here in the community centre. Come and check out our Karen's culinary delights. I'm delighted to be joined now by Mark Byrne, uh, who is CEO of Savvy Credit Union. Um, and you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Jennifer. We're L- here. Lovely to be here. Thanks. And we're here just to talk about really financial well-being I suppose for people because I know with the increase in the cost of living at the moment a lot of people are very concerned about where their money's going and how to get the most out of their money and for people I know a lot of people in this in our community especially would trust the credit union Um, so what is it what would you any tips that you would give people then yeah um, no you're spot on like uh, at the moment it's certainly worrying times for for many uh, as people look at you know just their their own overall incomings and and outgoings and um, you know there's a lot of pressure there as you know electricity bills are going up and utility bills going up etc and um, you know that's putting them under pressure so um, like credit unions if you just think about credit unions are like we're we're not not for profit uh, locally run community financial service owned by our members so you save with us you become a member and you have a right to vote for anything that we you know we, we bring to to our annual AGM or AGM so um, you know we're we're here to I suppose try and support people um, to help them give them advice around saving and putting that money away for a rainy day certainly um, to um, also to help them you know manage their daily or weekly or monthly cash flows like in and out Mm. we have things like a budget account where um, it really is kind of does what it says in the tin. It, it's a budget account, so effectively, you will set up all of your outgoings, whether it be a rent or mortgage or your ESB bill or Electric Ireland or whatever it is, and um, you will then effectively just kind of map that out for the year. So if you kind of view what that would be with for the year, we will then set up a a one-off monthly payment into that account every month. So therefore, you don't have to worry about the ups and downs mm. and the outflows of that you're just concerned well I'm just paying savvy into my budget account 100 euros a month and then the rest gets looked after yeah. so it just kind of smooths out that kind of um, uh, um, monthly kind of worry that you might have of ups and downs but within if you think of what kind of advice you give you know. Because I think, like you're saying, a lot of it is centered around anxiety, yeah. and a lot of it is like you're unpredictable. The unpredictable can yeah. happen because, as I don't know who was saying it recently in the press, it's like most in America, most Americans don't have the money for, like, say, a thousand dollar emergency when that comes yeah. along, and I think that is the same here in Ireland right yeah. now. There is that worry, those concerns that if the worst comes along, like you need to get 
you know, your roof fixed or something wrong with your car, that you don't have that cash to spare yeah. because things are spiraling yeah. out of control like that. Exactly. And if you think if, if you're in that position, the anxiety that 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 that, that um, um, would give somebody if they didn't if they didn't have enough put away for, you know, a burst pipes or mm. their washing machine gets broken yeah. down or their car breaks down. So, no, definitely, like, we'd always advise, and I certainly would, um, is that you're always trying to see if you can, yeah, kind of the rule of thumb is you have to have three, three, three months salary kind of banked away. Okay. So, like, let's say you're on a thousand a month. If you have three thousand just sitting in a pot that's accessible so you can get at it. So, if something does happen, you know, you can just dip into that. So mm. try and keep that always replenished at that level, at a, at a minimum if you can. And then managing, making sure that, like a lot of people we find is that if they kind of look at their spend, do they really know what they're spending? And can they get better value? Yeah. Like Sky. Yeah. Like, like it's like, you know, shop around. Are you, you know, you have, some people have spent 150, 160 quid on Sky. Yeah. You know, I'm and, naming no names, and, looking and at then, myself. <laughs> or a similar virgin, like, you know, but yeah. then you can get a basic package. You can ring them and actually, you know, say, listen, look, I'm, I'm thinking of, of switching here and, you know, you can get a better, better deal. So they're, they're just, I mean, and insurance, another big outlay, you know, shop around. Um, if you have a loan, if you, some people have credit card debt, paying mm. ridiculous amounts of rates, 15, 16%, and that's building up and causing anxiety. Like, like you know, con- there's things like you can, we have as well, you can consolidate that. Just put it all together, uh, tell us what it is, uh, we'll assess what will work for you to repay uh, um, all of that together and put it over six, seven, eight years. It might cost overall, more but at least on a monthly basis is taking pressure off your you'll be clear in that know? way yeah and I think that's uh, uh, the one of the things that I was thinking well when we're when you're talking is just the fact that I think the first step is actually learning and knowing and yeah. acknowledging the fact that yes you may be in debt or you don't know how much yeah. you're spending yeah. on a monthly basis in general so yeah. when and I know look we all know it is scary and it's scary to to kind of think about that uh, but the sooner you do it and the sooner you sit down and make a plan and, and just see what your outgoings are yeah. the easier it will be yeah. then to approach somewhere like yourselves and go look I need to sort this out or I need a hand 100% like putting your head in the sand is, is just going to cause more and more anxiety mm. and just going to put you in, in into this kind of downward spiral so no 100% take ownership take accountability come into a credit union into our credit union sit down and then look have your spreadsheets your piece of paper with your outgoings your incomings look at what that what, what that looks like how what much do you need to live uh, can you can you put away some savings to create that three months sa- three months wages in, into into a, into, a, into a pot mm. and then We'll help you kind of manage that, you know, putting up by creating up a savings, maybe consolidating your all your 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 loan outgoings if you have them, and then you know pointing you in 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 the direction of maybe switching various different utilities like all oh, that's that's like that's that's what credit unions are there for to help you know which is great and that's the thing I think when you feel like the, that's easing off and you have help that's mm. the main thing to actually be aware that you do yeah. have help you can approach people and you can get this sorted and you know it's not gonna, it's not going to be the end of the world no it's, it's not look there's there, there's always there's the, the first thing is Admitting that you need help, yeah. isn't it like in anything Always in life? Anything, you know? yeah. Admit that you need help, and then seek to try. and And there are so many, you know, there are so many bodies out there who are there to help, and that's what they're geared for. But your local credit union, just three branches that we have in the local area here, um, Ringsend, 
um, down in Pear Street and, and over in Lawrence O'Toole, which is beside Sheriff Street. Mm. And we were opening up our own branch there in the Docklands as well uh, next week. So like that, that come in, you know, um, certainly if you're a member, if you're not a member, become a member. Um, if you live in the area, but come in and sit down with us and we'll, we'll have the tools to help you. And is there anything that you would advise against with regards to, you know, we were talking about credit there Mm. and credit cards and maybe like a lot of people will fall into the trap of payday loans and and things like that. Is that something that you would probably advise against people doing? Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like money lenders, you know, um, getting into a space where you buy everything on a constant, um, you know, monthly outlay. Yeah, um, I would be worried about. You know, and can I just say, from a female perspective as well, there is Klarna is this new yeah. thing for, and it, you're pushed towards it. If you're buying anything on Instagram, if you get a lot of ads on Instagram for clothes and clothing websites, yeah. they do push you to try and yeah. sign up for Klarna, which is one of those paid like, pay away yeah. kind of schemes. And and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think a lot of younger women are signing up to that, but I, I would be really cautious, I suppose, but, about it. But Jennifer, go with your gut. Like yeah. your, gut your gut there says, look, there's something like, I'm not comfortable with that. Like it, it, always try and spend what you have. Uh, buy with what you have saved um, if you can at all possible um, and then you know the anxiety is not going to be there but if you're buying things that goes beyond your means and actually is going to impact you uh, over a much longer period um, and you've just bought something that you might get a use out of it two or three times but you're paying it back over six months like it just doesn't make sense Yeah. and you're putting yourself under, under pressure so why not take control of it and all this about taking control I think is Spending that little bit of time up front, get your savings in order, and then you say, listen, okay, I have a thousand now to save. I've, I've been putting a hundred away for the last 10 months. I now have a thousand to spend on the nice luxury things um, because you've been able to build that up and that's not going to give you any any, mm. uh, any, any anxiety. So, um, yeah, no, credit cards, look, credit cards, just be worried about, uh, be careful about credit cards. They can be very useful if you manage them right. So if you use them, uh, for spend but you pay it back within the they normally have a 56 day uh, interest free period so if you're able to do that you're not going to get penalised by interest but once you go beyond that and a lot of credit cards companies want you to go beyond that mm. you're into very serious interest rates like 15 up to 25% and uh, that's when you can get into a bit of a downward spiral so um, just be careful with credit cards uh, payday like buying small items and putting it over a longer payment you're paying more Yeah. Um, so just be careful of that I'd advise try and spend what you have. Yeah. You know, so save for it first if you can. You know. mm. And just be aware, like we were saying, just be aware of what you actually are do have and do make. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not living way beyond yeah, your means. Exactly. Like. So, so it's, it's, it's just that taking control of your incomings and outgoings. And if you can take control of that, start to create a little bit of an extra uh, headroom for, for that more discretionary spend. You know, you, you, you're going to be in much kind of more safer space, I think. You know. Yeah. And it's not scary because it's not a bank. Have you seen more people kind of moving towards credit unions now in the past while, like as opposed to, to banking, traditional banking? Yeah. No, we have like, um, so like banks have been through the, the mill, I suppose, over the last 15 years and, and reputationally they've, 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 they've been um, challenged in that respect. So a lot of people have gone with kind of, um, well, I've been banking with such and such for so so long, um, and some of them are moving, leave, leaving Ireland. Mm. Um, why not my credit union? And credit unions are 
offering more and more services similar to what you would get with a bank um, and they're local still where the branches are well our branches are still uh, open and will will remain so um, you're dealing with local people who, who and again we're not we're not uh, we're, we're not accountable to you know shareholders beyond our members mm. so you know we're not for profit what we're trying to do is recirculate local money back out into the local community to help improve pe- people's lives and then what's left over is comes back in a surplus back to the savers so like, that's the whole ethos of a credit union so it's remarkably different to mm. bank, you know and I think like for a lot of people um, a lot of older people especially what they are finding difficult at the moment is that if they are trying to do anything they're trying to change over anything or they're trying to you know they cannot get through to talk to an actual human and they find that really difficult and I know just in the community centre here like I deal with that a lot with people and trying to put them in touch with you know the community advice uh, bureau or whatever and and citizens advice bureau but then I was wondering for credit unions is there face to face you can actually come in and talk to somebody rather than talk to a computer look look uh, that's that's part of our of our I suppose our of our tradition and our uniqueness and it's why credit unions still are recognised as the most trusted brand and I think we just uh, became seventh year in a row we're, we're, we're number one in that space so that's because we still treat people as most people want to be treated um, you know whether that be over the phone face to face or digitally as well that, that a lot of people want to move that way but, but we cater for all so um, no, absolutely we've a, we've a full supported team across our three branches uh, for face to face but also we have a telephony service there that's open all day um, and then we have an online uh, um, support as well so, so which is great there. So, yeah um, yeah now again very traditional way of doing things still uh, but yeah. also with the new technology that's allowing people to do things faster and easier as well if they so wish mm. you know? yeah and so I you just have choice you're given choice that's the thing and yeah. I think it is important just to have that mix because you don't want to isolate the, no, you know no. people that are not you know au fait with yeah. everything internet wise and everything like exactly, that yeah exactly. so, so you've got to be aware and just cater for all um, because if you if if you just go down one road, you're just going to alienate a lot of people yeah. as well. And we're not in the business of doing that. You know? yeah. yeah. So the main takeaway we were saying from today with cost of living wise is just to actually be aware of what you are, yeah. what you have going in and going out. Yeah, be aware, just take control of it. Like don't like anything, don't put your head in the sand, like anything in life. You know, if you can take control of it, take the little, do a bit of homework, find out what your incomings are, your outgoings are. And then work out what works for you to manage your day-to-day life. And I would definitely recommend, you know, if you've if you've these high level of, of interest-paying debts that you have with credit cards or with money lenders or payday lenders, try and try and consolidate all that into and clear it mm. um, with the likes of, of of just a one facility with a credit union if you can. Um, so that clears that and then starts to regularly save to create that buffer of savings that you have for the rainy day stuff. If you can get into that space, Jesus, like you, you should be much more uh, in control of, 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 of your life, I suppose, many mm. ways, you know, so like that. Which is so valuable. Obviously. Yeah, and then you can get on and do the stuff you enjoy like, yeah. and not be worrying about these things. And maybe post-pandemic now, like for people, maybe just look at a bit of what, what can you lose? Like if you're signed up to, as I said, a million different streaming services now, you probably don't need them anymore no, as many no. because you're actually going out again. Yeah, and yeah. Little, little things like that that may, yeah. you know, have put that way of, of yeah. just you, you, using your money. Like you work hard enough for it or, or you 
you know so it, it's uh, it's important that um, you don't you're careful on how you, how you spend it you know? yeah so um look um like Savvy's is, is is been around for 60 years um and you know we're you know we've, we've a great team in there um and absolutely what we're about is, is helping and supporting our local community and the people within that community so you know even i would just say jennifer just at the, kind of the last part if it's okay like if people are worried and they have have loans out there even with ourselves like we're not in the business of 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 being aggressive or or or, or, or chasing uh, people untoward but come and talk to us and we'll find a way We'll find a solution. We'll restructure. We'll we'll we'll, we'll make a way that that's going to work for for you and for us. So it's all about just being common sense as well. Yeah. Ways, you know. So uh, just don't put your head in the sand. Take control of it, and you know, um, and and you know, talk to a credit union if you can. So that's it. Don't be afraid. Go in, have a chat. No yeah. one's going to give out to you. It's Absolutely. not like school. Um, thanks a million then, Mark, for coming in and having a chat to us. And if anybody does want to pop in or give us a call, um, you are in Ringsend. We're in Ringsend. We're on Pierce Street. Um, and we're also down in Lawrence O'Toole, which is just on the round the corner from Sheriff Street. So we're in those three places. And we're opening up our new branch on the Dublin Docklands there in Sir John Rogers Quay, number 56. So we'll be open for next Monday. Brilliant. That's great. Right. Thanks so Thank much for coming much. in. Cheers. No problem. Thank you. That's all for the news desk for today. My thanks to Mark Byrne, CEO of Savvy Credit Union, and to Shay Connolly, co-coordinator of the Bloomsday Festival here in Ringsend in Irishtown. Don't forget, there's lots going on in the area this coming Thursday for Bloomsday, so have a look and make sure to join in. My thanks as always to Dylan on sound. And if you have any stories for ourselves or, or any bits of interest, you can always email us here at rickradio2020 at gmail.com that's RICC Radio 2020 at gmail.com now if you are promoting an event just make sure to give us a two weeks notice because this is a podcast it's not live that's it from me Jennifer Gannon and um, we will talk to you next week next Monday at 12